Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Tooth and Claw. On this one, we have another monthly animal attack news roundup, where we take some of the more notable headlines of animal attacks that have happened over the past month or so, and we share them with all of you. Uh, of course, with Wes's expert wildlife biologist opinion and outlook on the matter. So, we hope you enjoy it. Alright, let's go! Okay, Tooth and Claw, we're, at it again. We're in Jeff's apartment. In Jeff's apartment, I'm Jeff. I'm Wes. My name's Mike. And we are Tooth and Claw Podcast. What do we do, Jeff? Well, you are supposedly a wildlife biologist. Supposedly, you haven't, haven't, we haven't my seen proof yet. yet. <laughs> and then I was your field tech on a black bear project. Yeah. Mike's pretty good at computer stuff. And Great at computers. You're making me blush. A good friend of ours, too, <laughs> for friend. a long time Really? Now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. An One of our longest running swimmer. friends. Yeah, that's us. That's what we do. We talk about animal attacks, but we're trying to do it a different way than a lot of other uh, media organizations have done in the past. Yeah. You what know, do you mean by that? A lot less, more serious. What I mean is yeah. that, no, it's <laughs> not necessarily the case. <laughs> no jokes but today, folks. we don't want to blame animals for acting like animals. Mm. You know, we don't want to demonize them. We want to show how their behavior can be predicted and how people can uh, do their best to be safe around wildlife and how we can learn from these kind of incidents. That's so, why when people are like, Ted Bundy was a real sick animal. You're like, hold on a Wait, second. he's just an animal being an animal. <laughs> uh, no, that's not what it's like, but that's an interesting sidebar. <laughs> yeah, but that's who we are. Uh, we're here in Jeff's apartment. We're butt naked. Yep. <laughs> um, except for Mike, who's kind of prude and left his underwear on. But yeah. Yeah, it's hot. Aside from that, yeah. Oh, we yeah. can't have the AC on because it makes too much with noise. The noise. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Mike. I just, I, you guys, you would be nowhere without me. Okay. That's true. I cracked the whip for very specific reasons. All right. We're not saying yeah. that. I quit. What's been? Okay. It's over. <laughs> what's been the most annoying thing we've done as far as like editing out? Um, unnecessary noises. Oh, like in post? Yeah, Wait, like can I can editing. I guess first? Yeah, go for it. The first time we re recorded um one of the episodes, Jeff had like a nose whistle the entire episode <laughs> where he was way too close to the microphone and you could just hear his nose whistling in and out the entire time. Yeah. That would be my guess. I've had that twice, right? Well, the first one was particularly bad because i had to spend a whole day of my trip while i was in hawaii yeah. editing it out <laughs> and i was so mad because i was like we were right next to the beach and all i could hear all day were just people having the time of their lives outside and i was just like <laughs> oh, you were just, just listening to just well wes used to always say like a ton too i've gotten a lot better but on he's that. gotten better at that yeah, yeah. Quick editor's note, I just wanted to slip in here real quick. So Jeff accuses Wes of saying like too much, and then later on in the episode, this little gem slips out of his mouth. Like, it's not like a, like, like, complete cliff, like, but it's like... I couldn't believe what I was hearing the first time I got to this part. I thought my brain had broken or something. So yeah, Jeff's a hypocrite. So what is it? What's been the most annoying thing? It was, thing? so actually, Jeff's nose whistle is second place. Wes was eating something, 
just for like the briefest of moments, it took all of my self-control not to just throw my computer out the window <laughs> yeah. because We've, it's an instant trigger. We both for got me. some misophonia. Yeah. I think yours is a little bit more intense than mine, but yeah. both of us hate eating noises. Well, should we talk about animals attacking some people? Yeah, really quickly before that, Yeah, I wanted to bring up the new Rings of Power trailers bring it up quickly yeah these last two trailers that have come out there's one that came out on prime and then one that was like a san diego comic-con trailer i'm excited yeah me too for sure i am so i wanted to set the record straight on that that like i'm pretty excited now and there's a lot of silmarillion stuff it seems like it seems like there's going to be some interesting uh villains i'm looking forward to it some oh and the best part of all we got practical orc designs. We're not doing CG orcs. They're doing real actors as orcs. That was a so good I'm call. excited. Yeah. I think that's a legitimate marketing tactic. Do, do you remember the first time we saw what Sonic was going to look like? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was so bad that people speculated that they were doing that just to drum up word of mouth. Huh. And then like a couple weeks later, they released a new look for sonic and everyone was like wow that looks a hundred times better yeah you know so, so like you think they were just trying to get people maybe talking. that yeah i don't when think sonic that's a bad had, idea like, teeth and oh my god first stuff. one was so yeah. bad horrifying yeah. i guess even alvin and the chipmunks that new movie that like um what's his name uh andy samberg and oh, john oh, and chip and yeah. chippendale oh chippendale yeah, yeah. I guess they used the first design of the Sonic oh, in no, the movie. Really? Yeah. That's funny. I'll have to watch it. Um, <laughs> anyway, I'm excited about Rings of Power. I actually started reading Silmarillion for the third time. So, oh, my god! Yeah. Only three times. <laughs> That's like a your surprise. Scripture. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I like it. It's kind of my comfort book now. But uh, now, I'm done. Okay. Okay. So, should we talk about animals? Let's do it. Okay. I'll- I'll start. We're gonna start. Okay, it is our it's our news episode. I was gonna do a little Mm -hmm. spin the bottle, but you can you can go for it. Oh yeah, spin the bottle. I don't have a bottle. Is the real? We can't do spin the bottle every week. Okay, (laughs) it's for once. Can we not do spin the bottle? Thank you. Uh, I'm so lonely. I'm gonna do one of two alligator attack stories I have. Okay. So this one I titled Jeff's douchebag of the week. (laughs) Okay. And it happened in Oak Park, Michigan this past June. And Joshua Applebaum was pulled over for speeding. And then, like, as he was pulling over, I guess he sped off and tried to outrun the police. And he crashed his car. And then the police found a four-foot alligator in his car. So it didn't say for sure. I would expect he would get arrested for speeding off when they were trying to pull him over but it didn't say he was arrested but the alligator was taken the alligator got arrested (laughs) yeah (laughs) so joshua says he was just trying to protect what was his essentially the most important thing in his life and he panicked oh um the alligator yeah that's the most important thing in his life huh and the alligator was taken to it's some person's last name. It's Chichili, Second Chance Rescue and Exotics. So <laughs> I guess that this alligator was like a TikTok star. Like oh. he had 300,000 followers. Mm-hmm. And he named it Karen because his ex-girlfriend said he should name it Karen because no one likes a Karen. Okay. And she didn't huh. like the alligator. Huh. 
Uh-oh. If there's any Karens out there listening, we like you. Yeah. Sorry yeah. that your name's <laughs> yeah. been co-opted yeah. into something else. That would be pretty sucky yeah. if you're just a, a really great nice Karen. person yeah. named Karen. Yeah. Maybe change your name. I mean, it's happened. That, <laughs> you know, kidding. there were Richards all over the place when, dick. you know, the whole dick thing. Yeah. It well, happens. Uh, it's It sucks, but, you know. Yeah. The whole Jeffrey Dahmer thing. Oh, people yeah. were, like, thinking I was a killer then after that. Yeah. So then... I, like I like four. being an example for other Jeffs. Like, you don't have to be a mass murderer if your name is Jeff. Right. You know? But, like, you're nowhere near as famous as him, so. That's true. <laughs> so, this guy would, like, sleep right next to it. Like, it was, like, his puppy dog. And just really loved this alligator. And then April Cicelli, who owns this rescue place where it was given, said that he can't provide Karen the needs that right. like she has as uh, like a four foot alligator yeah. and that the alligator's much better off now in its new home with other alligators that's designed for alligators to have a good life. Do you think it's telling the other alligators that it's famous on TikTok? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> and the other ones are like, oh, shut up. Don't April, care. April says that she has no care in the world that she's TikTok famous. She's in our large gator exhibit and she's with three other alligators and apparently they're both willing to take willing to take the issue to civil court and try to sue each other over it. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. What's wow. the what's the law as far as owning an alligator as a pet? Really depends okay. on your state. State to state. Um some states it's completely legal, some states it's completely illegal. Mm. So like and then there's somewhere you need like a permit. It just really depends. I always love the idea of a pet alligator ever since watching the miami vice tv series sonny crockett like lives on a boat with his alligator i think his name's rocky so cool though yeah but yeah no that's it's sad that someone's pet regardless of what species that's got to be hard you know yeah i i don't i don't know Maybe I shouldn't have made him my douchebag of the week. I could have maybe found It'll be the worst one. Douchebag of the week? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> a question mark. Yeah, but it would it you're right. It would suck to have your pet taken and it does seem like you really loved it. Yeah. But also like at some point you gotta realize like it's just gonna keep this alligator is a lot better off in like a place for alligators than in my house. Yeah. At least it got to have an exciting last time with its owner. And that's true. Owner probably got some tail from it, you know? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Jeff's the new douchebag of the week. <laughs> yeah, we, you're replaced. <laughs> All right, so I'll go next. Um, quick question for you guys. Where do where do camels like biting people? The head, They like to bite their heads off. All yeah. around yeah. their heads. <laughs> the entire no, head. Oh, they off. like biting heads. All right, so this happened on my birthday, July 13th. Mm. Um this was in the Minnesota Zoo. Uh, the headline is, Camel Bites Minnesota Zoo Worker Drags Him 15 Feet by the Head Before Biting Another Employee. And I'm actually, on this one, like the police report really summed it up really well. Yeah. So I'm going to read the police report. Okay. On July 13th, the Stearns County Sheriff's Office received a report of an animal bite, which occurred at the Hemker Park and Zoo. Upon arrival, deputies learned that the victim was an employee of the zoo and was escorting a camel through an alleyway to prepare it for transport to another facility. The victim was Roger Blanker of Albany. During the process, the camel placed Blanker's head into its mouth. I like how they put that. <laughs> like, like, its head into his okay. mouth. Biting down on his head. The camel then dragged Blanker by the head approximately 15 feet. 
the placing his head in his mouth. Yeah. It's like when police reports said, like, victim killed by gunfire. Yeah. And it's like, well, who fired that gun? Anyways, it dragged him by the head 15 feet. A second employee, identified as Seth Wixon of Texas, was able to intervene. Wixon placed a plastic walking board into the camel's mouth to release its bite from Blinker's head. After being released from the camel's mouth, Blinker stood on his own and ran to a safe location. The camel then charged at Wixon and it bit his head. Whoa. Wixon was also <laughs> able to get to a safe location of his own. Double headshot. Wixon refused any medical treatment. Blinker was transported to the St. Cloud Hospital by Lifelink helicopter. Whoa. Oh, so it was So serious. I think he got some wow. serious bites. And we've seen camel skulls. They're a serious skull. They look like a bear skull. Yeah. So getting bit in the head isn't cool. No. Um, <laughs> what about just having your head placed in there? Yeah, then it's fine. <laughs> um, but I was going to say... Maybe if you're working with camels, like wear a helmet or something. Mm, Not a bad idea. Because they're just biting heads out there. If your helmet's big enough, they just won't even get be able to get their they mouth. They couldn't get it's their like mouth a around it. Jawbreaker. Wear one of those uh, really yeah, big yeah. helmets. Yeah. yeah. Then they can't place your head inside their mouth. Yeah. All right. Well, that's my first one. Mike? Yeah. So I've got a little monkey business going on in Japan. Oh. It's a, it's a Japanese macaque, which I have come to learn through my research are. Um, when you see those monkeys that are like really red faced and hanging out in hot springs, yeah. that's what like yeah. that's probably going to be a Japanese macaque that you're seeing. Those um, are sweet. They're yeah. so cool. Yeah, but this one, it turns out, has been kind of terrorizing for the past month the town or the city of Yamaguchi. It's southern Japan. One monkey. That's what they think. Okay. It could possibly be more than one because it's been upwards of 20 people at this point. They have yet to Oof. apprehend this monkey, but it's been going crazy in yeah. the city for a while, which is really unusual, which is why they when think When you say upwards of 20 people, what do you mean? Like it bit? Like upwards? bit okay. and scratched and like just yeah. generally accosted. Nothing serious has happened except for it, seemed, it sounds like one, which I'll cover in just a minute. But okay. the reason why they speculate that it's only one is that seeing monkeys within the city limits is so rare like it just is never seen so like the probability that more than one maybe it was like a little group that came in together but they're pretty sure it's just one at this point yeah okay. sounds once, like it to yeah. me once they apprehend it and question it they'll probably yeah. it seems like to <laughs> me sure. the probability of having a monkey inside the city if it's if it's low then that's one thing like seeing this monkey repeatedly it's probably the same monkey and then add to that on top that it's a monkey that's actively, you know, encountering people and attacking people. Right. Then it's almost for sure the same monkey. So city officials are telling citizens to keep their windows closed because it is wont to climb in through and uh, harass. And even there's one instance here of a 10 month old infant getting dragged around and scratched oh, up pretty seriously by this monkey. Oh, man. Thankfully, the child's mom was doing housework, vacuuming it, said specifically. And was able to scare it off before too much damage was done, but mm-hmm. it's monkeys also hate vacuums. They, they do. do. <laughs> Animals do hate vacuums. So <laughs> they are very loud. A, yeah, maybe one of those handheld vacuums wherever you go. Yeah. So like bear spray and a vacuum, <laughs> and you're covered from animal danger. That's um, not actual advice that we're promoting on this podcast. Well, not you're not, but I will. <laughs> All right. 
So this monkey has also been seen at a specific school lot where it's attacked a couple of students, even so far as going into a classroom and attacking a four-year-old before a staff member was able to come scared away. Plus a couple of older women who... I'm just speculating we're probably there to pick up their children or something, but they were on in the environs of this school lot and they got attacked as well. So it's on uh, a rampage. I know 20 plus people at this point. Like I said, they have not been able to catch it yet, which is surprising. Maybe it's not surprising, but it is surprising to me. It seems like it wouldn't be super hard. I don't think it's like in a school. So (laughs) close close the the doors and like get out. I think it can be hard to catch it. I don't feel like it should be that hard to kill it, which don't get me wrong. I don't ever want that to happen to an animal. But if an animal is on a rampage like this, attacking this many people, that's probably what you're going to have to end up doing. So maybe the teacher just like didn't skip a beat and was like still just teaching the lesson with a monkey in there. (laughs) Just attacking one of her (laughs) students. I doubt it. Believe it or not, I don't think so, Jeff. (laughs) Um, but that's it. So it's still at large. All right. We, we were, so yep. if you live in Yamaguchi, careful out there. Watch folks. out. Yeah. Maybe you should wear a helmet too. <laughs> a shin guards yeah. or something. Yeah. All right. I'm going to do a quickie. This one is called eat the rich. Eat the rich. Okay. Yeah. yeah I right. like that. So this is, this that. happened in July. My source was Newsweek. So bears have mauled and eaten a wealthy couple. And a pilot after their helicopter crashed in a Russian wilderness. Wow. Yeah. So I heard about this one. Cool. Okay. Um, It's believed the corpses were dragged away, mauled, and eaten by wild bears that populate the region. So I have an issue with that. (laughs) I do too. It says the helicopter reportedly caught on fire when it came crashing down. So, like, these people died in a helicopter crash. Almost for sure. Sure. Yeah. And then it says the bears mauled them. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Posthumously. It's like the bears got a free meal. It's like the bears yeah. ate them. Yeah. Right. But, like, right. you can't say, they don't just no. maul a dead Unless corpse. Unless the bear was, like, the cot. the bear was in the helicopter with them. <laughs> right. And, like, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. need a timeline. Right. <laughs> Uh, I just thought it was funny how they I'll, kept yeah. saying mauled. I honestly, yeah. like, th- I'm glad you brought this one up because this is part of our podcast is, like, identifying the way that media portrays these things. And the fact that in those headlines, it's like, bear mauls wealthy couple, you know, and, like, bear yeah. kills them. Yeah. And then when you actually read it, it's like, no, they died in a helicopter crash. And then a bear that was probably walking around was like, oh, there's some food here. And it ate it, like, as it should you know, it found some free food and it ate it. And then Wes, correct me after I say this, but Kamchatka? Kamchatka. It's, yeah, it says, you're close enough. Kamchatka. It's fine. Kamchatka. Has the country up like that connects to Alaska and risk, right? That's a great country to have in risk. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of Russia and it's close to Alaska, you know? Yeah. yeah. And they have a very similar kind of ecology as Alaska does. They have like lots of brown bears, lots of wolves. Says it has... Ten thousand to fourteen thousand bears, and it's about the size of California. Yeah, it's beautiful. Wow. I've never been there, but I've always wanted to go. Great right. fishing, tons of bears. Cool uh, place. Quick note: I think when Jeff was expl- like setting up the story, I might have said, "Oh, cool," 
Yeah. I didn't mean that. <laughs> like, not, it was not cool that, like, someone died and got mauled or whatever I mean, happened. I they're, help, well, they're super wealthy. I didn't help so. you with my title, just being <laughs> Eat the Rich. Yeah, yeah, I do like that title. <laughs> oh, cool. And yeah. a side note in the article was that they crashed close to a volcano. Oh, wow. So they love throwing that in yeah. when they can. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. You gotta <laughs> include that detail. Yeah. All right. Is it my turn? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to do a bear one. I've got a couple bear ones today. And I'm going to do one that got sent to us a lot. So it's a video. It was a TikToker. Uh, This TikToker's name is Paolo Z 21 And they had a TikTok go viral of a bear approaching them, a black bear, in um, Kananaskis. Kananaskis. That's a hard one for me to say. Mm. Kananaskis, Alberta. It's Kananaskis. Thank you. (laughs) It's a large multi-use recreation region in Alberta. It's like... Not necessarily, it's not really like a national park, but it's close to a national park almost. But um, it's a place that a lot of people go to recreate. And this TikToker ran into a black bear. The black bear was following them throughout the woods. Um, They were kind of doing what they could to get away, but it continued following them. And then in the video, you see the bear actually like approach and there's a tree in between this person and the bear. And the bear's kind of going back and forth on this side of the tree. Yeah, a lot of listeners sent us Yeah, this. and then it grabs the jacket and pulls it away from this guy. And the title on the TikTok is like, my first bear encounter and I didn't even use my bear spray. And then later what happened is this bear continued following this person. His name's Paolo. And to try and discourage the bear from following him, he um, actually fed it. So he threw a protein mm. bar and some boiled eggs to this bear and then he like had enough time to catch up with some other. I know who hikes he with eggs. He just had boiled yeah. eggs in his pocket. Who's hiking with boiled <laughs> eggs? <laughs> when I said that, Jeff gave me like a really puzzled look. <laughs> it's such a weird thing to hike with. But apparently, remember in our cassowary episode, the guy that was just feeding apples, apples to yeah, the cassowary? Like apple just like out. a basket yeah. of yeah. apples on him. Anyway, that gave him enough time to catch up to some other hikers, and then they scared the bear off. But I wanted to talk about this one because it's kind of important. I know some people that work in Kananaskis. I talked to them a little bit about this. They had to kill this bear. And the, a big part of that, this bear they believed was food conditioned already. They thought that it had probably already gotten some rewards because it had been following people around. But then when they actually had proof that it had been food conditioned that someone had given it a reward, they had to take it out. And that's, again, because then you suddenly have a big liability Um, Because it might continue approaching people and acting aggressively. And then if someone gets hurt, you knew about that beforehand and you didn't do anything. So they had to put this bear down. And I wanted to bring up an important thing here. That had this person been hiking with bear spray and had they gone and used their bear spray instead of throwing food to this bear, it's a very different lesson you're teaching that bear. Because if you spray it, then it's thinking in its head, okay, I'm following this thing. I'm hoping for food. And I got this instead, this really terrible experience. But what the bear actually learned is if I push these things hard enough, they throw food to me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like a really, really bad lesson for a bear. And had they had bear spray and sprayed it, it would learned a really good lesson. And it might have saved its life. That bear might not have had to die. These managers might have been like, well, we'll see what happens because now it's been sprayed. Maybe now it'll leave people alone. So find their TikTok and be like, Tooth and Claw said you should have had bear spray <laughs> and sprayed it. He should have. Yeah, to be honest, it. he should have. And like, 
yeah, you go for it. I just don't <laughs> don't harass this. Don't person. harass them. Just, but honestly, like, yeah, it's a this is grizzly country too. Like, Kananaskis is grizzly country. You should be hiking with bear spray if you're in one of those places. You just should. And it's not something to like brag about either. Had they used their bear spray, this like would have ended a lot quicker, and the bear might still be alive. Yeah. So. Thanks, everyone, for sending that to so, us. So, all the listeners asking about if a bear's coming towards me, should I give it my boiled eggs that I'm hiking with? You would tell them no. I'd say no. And then I would say, also, really reevaluate your hiking <laughs> snacks. How long does a boiled egg stay good? Like, I don't know. I feel like you don't want that getting it's warm, It's going to be right? warm and gross. Yeah. 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 Mike, what you got? I've got one entitled i gave it this title i'm taking credit for this since no one else will probably want to uh running of the balls okay because uh, he got gored in the groin let's hear it uh so okay for the past couple of years the pandemic has more or less put an end to these kinds of events uh they just haven't taken place but you know the running of the balls the running of the balls has not <laughs> this hasn't happened since around like you know when this whole thing started. You don't need me to give you a history lesson of the If pandemic. you want a history lesson of the running of the bulls, though, what can they do? Ooh, that's Subscribe a good question. and listen to your episode about running of the bulls. I did do one, didn't I? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's I. that was a good one. I, okay. I enjoyed researching up for that one. But this is a different occasion. This happened just a couple of weeks ago in Benidorm, Spain. It's the southeastern coast. And uh, they have this event called the Bus Alamar. Basically, is they set up kind of this enclosure where they set some bulls loose, and uh, we'll just call these people brave enough to get into the ring with these bulls. Kind Stupid of harassing. enough. That's another word we could yeah. use. But when they sense that they're in enough danger, they just hop into the sea because more likely than not, the bulls aren't just going to pop off the key. Get them. Yeah, <laughs> and then the, the bull sharks swimming of the sharks <laughs> happens afterwards. <laughs> So he's only identified as a bare-chested man, but he was attending this Busalamar, and he was pinned to the ground by a bull. And mm. like standers by said that it was just inches away from really goring him in some really like sensitive and important places: the Penis? stomach and the head. And they got him in the groin, dude. Yeah, remember the title. But it was on the ground, tussling around with him for about half a minute when he was lucky enough to be able to stagger away Jeez. and hop into the water. That's a long and, uh, time to that be is a like, long time. Yeah. gored by a bull. I know. Like 30 seconds. Like imagine being gored by a bull for, for that 30 long. seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just like whenever you put something in a microwave for like a minute, it uh, doesn't sound that long, but then yeah. it's just like you're sitting there waiting for it and you're like, "Man, this is taking forever." Yeah. Imagine like you're waiting for your hot pocket, but also a bull is yeah. like getting you. Do you guys remember the Tom Green show? Yeah, there was an episode where he was like, I'm just going to eat this bowl of food for like two and a half minutes on air. And he did. And it was the longest two and a half <laughs> minutes ever. I was like, oh, my, this is so long. So, yeah, it can't. That's a long time. Yeah. And it got him in the nuts. It got him pretty good and like bad enough that he had to be taken to the hospital. And I don't know how major or minor the operation that was performed on him was, but yeah. he was operated on. So yeah. it's that serious. But this is notable because. Just a week, or maybe it was like a day, I believe, earlier, within 24 hours, three other people died in uh, running the Bulls type event Yep, in different locations. Like 
this isn't really a joke. It's not good for the bulls. And more, I'm not going to say more likely than not, but it's not good for the humans often as well. No, I definitely feel worse for the bulls and the running of the bulls. It's like 11 people have died since like the 1910s, but then like the last couple years, it's like five people a year dying or something. These people are out of shape from the pandemic. They can't (laughs) run quite as far as true. Yeah. Uh, I did want to cover one other event just to reinforce the dangers of these events. There was a a 64-year-old French man named Pierre, and I wanted to talk to about this one because he was attending the event, but not really, like, quote-unquote, participating in it. Yeah. He walked out of a bar and was kind of standing around a protective barrier, and unbeknownst to him, a bull was charging at him through the crowd. Oh, jeez. And it caught him with his horn, threw him up in the air, and he just landed directly on his head and went into a coma that he just never woke up from again. Wow. So like, so he's kind of a bystander. A bystander. Again, if you're planning, and like, I would urge you to reconsider summer plans if this is something that you're maybe thinking about doing. Yeah. Um, be extremely careful and just don't. How about that? Yeah. No, just don't. I think we kind of came to that consensus yeah. when we did your your episode on it that it's just, even though it's like tradition and cultural. It's a little too brutal for us to ever get behind something like that. How bad does it suck if you get like your groin trampled by a bull for or gored by a bull for a minute? And then when the news reports on it, they just refer to you as a bare chested man. <laughs> I'd rather that than have my name just get broadcast out to yeah, the whole world. I guess. Like, well, Mike just got yeah, <laughs> stomped in the mic. Well, if it was Mike Smith, they would be like, oh, this yeah. could be. 50 million people. Yeah. The hockey goalie? (laughs) Yeah. All right. I'll go for my next one then. You done? I think so. So this one was pretty sad, but also made me laugh. Okay. Uh, Wes was like, what are you laughing about? And I had to show him this funny thing that I'll describe. But this one is a monkey in a bulletproof vest. That's how I named it. And it's from CBS News in June. So in Mexico... Texacalitan, Mexico. I'm not going to try. Um, I speak Spanish, and I can't do it. So, <laughs> A monkey was found dead wearing a camo jacket and a bulletproof vest, and it was lying on top of its dead owner's body. Oh, wow. Imagine if that's the crime scene you walk into, <laughs> yeah. and you're just like, oh, man, something interesting <laughs> happened here. So in Texacalitan, Mexico. I think that's probably like a Mayan name. Is yeah. what I'm guessing. Well, it also kind of seems like Texas and California. Huh. Okay. Texcal Tilan. Uh, <laughs> it sounds so indigenous to me. There was a shootout with uh, one of the local drug trafficking families where 11 people were killed and a 15 year old boy was arrested. Mm-hmm. And the police walked up and saw this dead monkey in diapers, a camo jacket, and like a bulletproof vest. And it's pretty sad. But then someone made a meme of it with angel wings up in heaven wearing its bulletproof vest. And that was got a pretty good laugh out of me. Do you think um, it was just too sad to keep living on after it's one of those little poisonous dates like in <laughs> Indiana Jones? It is Jones? funny. The police said that they couldn't tell if it was killed by gunfire or like <laughs> by its owner heart. or something. Yeah. So like uh, could they probably sent rule it to out a, a bullet vet. wound pretty quick. But yeah. That's what you would think. You would think that. But... They weren't willing to confirm whether it was a bullet or not, so I don't know. The same day in tequila, tequila, it's, it says tequila. Let me yeah, see it. Yeah, tequila is like a 
It's a place in Mexico. Is it? Yeah, I think that's where tequila comes from, right? Yeah, that's tequila. Okay. Yeah. I just... The no, name I, of the town being tequila threw me off. Sure. All right. Understandable. The same day in tequila, Mexico, there's a viral video that went out, maybe you guys saw, but there was just like a random tiger walking through the streets. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. And like there's a girl kind of screaming... And there's just this huge ass tiger in the streets of this little Mexican town. And a bystander came up and roped it around the neck and led what? it off to like a place where there was no people. But wow. the tiger had been declawed and defanged. Uh-huh. So don't do that, guys. Don't yeah. do that to your pets or your animals. So it's so sad that like the most beautiful animal in the world I is know. just mutilated. Like and that. then the there's another story in. I'm normally good at Mexican city names, but this one's hard too. Let's hear it. Michoacan? Michoacan? Yeah. yeah. Michoacan. I think that's how you say it. I know the place that you're talking about. Um, so it says it's been dominated by the Jalisco cartel for a long time, and it's like one of the five most dangerous uh, criminal organizations in the world, according to some justice, uh, the Department of Justice, sorry. Some department of justice out there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But anyways, there's a guy in this like little area of the town and is like the avocado growing region where like we get a lot of avocados. And I guess the drug cartel does a lot of stuff in the avocado trade, probably to like launder and like, I don't know, I guess it's a big drug trafficking thing too. But anyways, they had a tiger... This guy walked up to it, started like calling it over to the fence, and then he gave it some food and stuck his other arm all the way through the fence and was just petting its head. Bad move. That's a bad idea. And the tiger ate both of his arms <laughs> off, Dude, and then he got sent to the hospital, and he died a few days later. Oh, man. Yeah. Just remember, if you're ever going to pet, like if you're ever thinking about petting an exotic animal, once it's got you... Once they have your arms in there, you're not going to be able to get them out until it's ready to let them go. And it might completely consume them before you're finally able to get out. So if you want to sit there for 20 minutes while a tiger eats your arms, go ahead and stick your (laughs) arm in there. But it's a pretty terrible thing. Like, honestly, the one that we talked about with um, Echo the tiger that died in Naples, the video from that kind of scarred me. Watching that guy's like arm stuck in there, the tiger like ripping it apart, and then the tiger yeah. getting shot. It was pretty grim. So don't do that. It I sounds, know someone who had yeah. that happen with a lion. That's right. It sounds like this guy in your story, Jeff, he didn't die immediately. Like it wasn't like at on probably site. bled like, out. Yeah, bleeding yeah. out. He died from that a few of, days later in the hospital. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah. Man, that's got to be real painful. That's pretty yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a nine claw, maybe. Yeah, yeah I'd say nine. Uh, I'd say ten even. Uh, there's ouchies, like it's not claws. Um, I I started to read about it, and ouch, easier right. Yeah. Uh, and like a lot of the Mexican drug traffickers collect exotic animals and kind of build their own zoo, and it's kind of like shows that you are a drug trafficker in Mexico to like get your own zoo of animals. Okay. And that stems from Pablo Escobar and like the Colombian cartels because he had like a full-fledged zoo. Yeah. There's like wild hippos in Colombia now just because when he died, his hippos yeah. got loose. So like 
Mexico got really into that same thing, which is really bad and like it's terrible for the animals. But also, if I was like a super villain, I'd probably want a ton of cool ass animals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I just didn't care about right. like, like any, anything, yeah. any morals anymore. Right. Uh, and then I was reading about it. And I guess like I think he's been caught a couple times now, but one of the times El Chapo, like one of the biggest drug cartel people ever in Mexico, was caught was because he had a pet monkey that he loved named Botes. And, like, they were able to, like, track the permits to El Chapo and, like, go and arrest him. Because, like, you still need to get permits and it's really hard. And, like, the drug traffickers go through a lot of stuff to get permits to get those animals into Mexico. Yeah. It says here, too, that some drug cartel capos, like the Zetas leader, Mm -hmm. Hilberto Lescanzo, they acquired exotic animals to torture or disappear their victims. Oh, wow. Several of his enemies were devoured by the tigers or crocodiles that the Zetas kept in their pens or cages. Oh, wow. it's such a bad way to go. It's crazy. To be, like, fed to an... I was uh, telling Wes, one of these guys needs to write a book about how they killed people they with yeah. animals yeah. and everything. I don't like, know if I'd want to read it. No. Uh, it'd be... It'd yeah. be a lot to handle, but yeah. I mean, I would be interested in some of the details of what yeah. happens there. I hope someday the cool thing to do for like a subset of rich people, like it becomes like a status symbol to like donate to charity or like pay your taxes. <laughs> yeah. Like that's how you show it's that you're like, like right. super rich and awesome. Instead like, of how about getting... Pay your taxes. Right. Like, <laughs> yes. hey, I'm going to pay an 80% tax rate. Yeah. That's what I think is going to be cool. <laughs> yeah. Instead of collecting a menagerie of animals and right. feeding people to them. <laughs> uh, well, Pablo Escobar kind of did that. He was kind of a local hero, but he's also a bad dude. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I got a Coyote Speed Weiland. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm taking it from Jeff again. Let's do it. All right. So the headline here is Labrador Retriever Scares Away Coyote to Save Boston Terrier from Attack in California Backyard. So this was in uh, Huntington Beach, and a coyote jumped over the six-foot wall of Our the Our last home. one was Huntington Beach. Yeah. There's a lot of coyotes in Huntington Beach. Wow. Jumped over a six-foot wall surrounding the home of Melissa and Freddie Patriarca, uh, and it landed in their backyard. And they had a surveillance camera. There's actually footage of all of this. Mm. And the coyote immediately attacked their Boston Terrier, whose name was Sadie. The dog's like significantly smaller than this coyote. It was shaking it around. It was going to kill this dog. Like watching it, it was going to take it a little while, but it was going to kill this dog. Yeah. But Sadie had a big brother, Cody, the Labrador, a big yellow lab. And in this video, you see the coyote is grabbing Sadie. It's shaking her. And then all of a sudden it looks to the side and it drops Sadie and runs off. Mm-hmm. And then you see Cody come running in. And then you also see another little dog, like I don't know what dog that is, <laughs> yeah. come chasing in. And they both chase the coyote off. Awesome. And then Sadie kind of shakes off being shaken by this coyote yeah. and joins the chase as well. Oh, oh she nice. gets in. Oh, yeah. sweet. Well done. But this is all off camera at that point. But Sadie was treated for a wound. She made a full recovery. I was a little bugged that this tiny dog didn't get any credit. It was like all the articles I found were about Cody, the Labrador. Yeah. yeah. But like no one even mentioned this other dog. But they did save their friend Sadie. So You think that's because you're kind of small? That uh, might be it. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. And a middle child. So that's Coyotes Be Wyland. I also have a quick one that's mostly just a headline. This isn't a coyote one. But maybe the best headline I've read so far as since we started this oh, podcast okay. 
Lifeguard bit by shark while delivering shark attack training. So (laughs) just going to give you a brief recap of the story. This was in New York, which there's been a big spate of shark attacks in New York this summer. And they're not totally sure what species is to blame. One of their most common species is a sand tiger shark, which isn't responsible really for any deaths or anything, but they do occasionally attack people. They also recently did see a great white there. But based on this guy's injuries, I think it was a smaller shark. He was out doing a training exercise on what to do during a shark attack when a shark came up to him, bit him on the hand and the chest mid-training. And he like hammer punched the water to get the shark to release. And then he swam away and returned to the beach where he got treatment from the other lifeguards, had a few stitches, but minor injuries. He probably felt so lucky. Yeah. (laughs) Just imagine that though. Like if you're one of the trainees and the person's like pretending to be bit by a shark and then they actually do get bit by teaching people bear safety and getting mauled by a grizzly bear. Yeah. And if you didn't see the shark, you'd be like, oh, is this dude just like going full method (laughs) acting? You know, like what's going on? But (laughs) Daniel Day Lewis in the ocean. I want to add a story onto that. Okay. It's not an animal story, but it's related to that. Okay. So I watched a video of this plane crash. Mm Mm-hmm. And it crashed in the ocean during a lifeguard competition for like who's the best lifeguard. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's the best they, place to get in a plane crash. crashed in the water <laughs> during this competition, and all these lifeguards went and like saved them out That's of the amazing. plane. Can you imagine like you're one of the passengers, <laughs> and then like three seconds after the accident, there's like four lifeguards helping you. You're like, what is, <laughs> what's going on around here? Uh, let me do one more quick headline one. Kinda. Yeah, go for it. And this one was sent to me by my my good friend Mickey, who sent us some other great stories. Um, so thanks, Mickey. Shout for out, Mickey. This. Yeah, uh, Mickey sells some really cool crafts and stuff on Disney. Hmm. Disney. Oh no, this isn't Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> so this headline is: Escaped monkey attacks two year old Ukrainian refugee in Russian village. Um, Whoa, so that's yeah, quite the headline. It is quite the headline. And it was a two-year-old refu- refugee from Ukraine. Her name is Paulina. There's video of this one, too. I do it. Like, it's a crazy one. You guys should check it out. She's outside with her parents. I assume they're her parents. She's playing around. She's, like, on a little ladder. And all of a sudden, this black monkey rushes in. I believe, from looking at it, I think it's a Francois Langer, which is, like, a really rare type of Langer. But I'll explain why it might have been in Russia. It rushes in, grabs this girl, pulls her off the ladder, bites her repeatedly. The mom goes up and pulls the little girl away from the monkey, and then the monkey charges the mom, rips the baby away again, bites it some more. The dad runs in, does some really half-hearted kicking, but kicks at the monkey, and the monkey finally seems to kind of give up, but it's multiple attacks while these two are trying to keep the baby. It was really focused on getting this kid. She's... Uh, in critical condition. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, it really... And I'll show you guys a picture of what this monkey's teeth looks like because it's kind of wild. Oh, yeah. So that's a know, Francois Langer. Oh, my gosh. They that have huge like, canines. That looks fake. like the Green Goblin in Spider-Man. Yeah, that's kind of what it looks like. <laughs> uh, you at home, look it up, but... Look up the Green Goblin Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, apparently there was a really rich like millionaire some somewhere nearby in this village in Russia and they had a little menagerie much like a cartel person mm. might have and this monkey had escaped from their property and attacked this girl so it sucks like you're a Ukrainian refugee 
living in a village in Russia, which seems like I was gonna a ask, weird country but, to live in. If, yeah. yeah. But um, that's where they were living. And then this monkey escapes and attacks her. So, so I'm Pauline, sure the I hope government you feel better. will take the Ukrainian refugee side if they sue this Russian millionaire. Yeah, I'm sure that's how it's going to work yeah. out. All right. Well, Paulina, we really do truly hope you get better. And um, we're glad your parents were there to protect you. Sorry. Otherwise, this would have been a dead you kid. You have to be a refugee in Russia right yeah, now. That seriously. sucks. Yeah. Yep. All right, Mike, you got anything? I do. I have another alligator story. Okay. And I was worried for a second there that we picked the same one, Jeff, but mine does well, have got down. another one. And you have another one? Yeah. Whoa. Okay, so maybe I'm stealing one of yours then. Re- reverse Uno card. So this one does take place down in Florida. Oh, yeah, and- I'll tell it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, so this one i wanted to talk about this one for a couple of reasons but just when i was reading the article i had like really just an awful mental image of what happened so tragic is a good word i guess for it our so, sicko fans love this stuff dude. yeah so go for real it. weirdos you're gonna like this one so florida is home to over a million alligators and in the year 2021, there were only nine bites documented throughout the whole year. No, I don't think there were any. Maybe there's one fatality recorded, and I don't even think that happened in Florida, just like countrywide. Oh, Those wow. are the stats. So this has been like a really... You're a stats guy. Yeah, I'm all about spreadsheets and like Microsoft Excel and stuff. Um, numbers, mm-hmm. those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Stats. Yeah. I call them for short. Yeah, we got it. Yeah. <laughs> Not statistics. No, like, we, we're on. we know. We're with you. Right. Continue. So it's been a crazy year. Jeff already went over one kind of alligator story. I don't know if we'll classify that as an attack. We exactly. No. Um, there have been a handful of attacks. But though. there's been kind of a spate of yeah. incidents and encounters that end up in attacks and some in fatalities like this one I'm about to talk about. So it was an 80-year-old woman out on a stroll on a golf course at the Boca Royale golf course it was and she accidentally I'm kind of envisioning maybe slipped a little bit but she fell into one of the water hazards on the golf course and the articles that I read and this is from ABC News primarily that I got this information she was struggling just to stay afloat so Mm -hmm. she was like laboring to swim and just that's as much as she could do just to like keep her head above the water and it made it sound like it was not an immediate thing that happened. So two alligators took her down while she was just like flailing around in the water. And I just, I really don't like the image of an older woman struggling to swim. And then she was pronounced dead on the scene. These two alligators just made pretty quick work of her. It turns out, but yeah, it was just a really hard thing. When I read it, I like, it seemed like they didn't really get to her very quick. No, and that's what I was trying to say. Did she that, drown first or did she? No, okay. so she wasn't drowned, but it, it probably was two alligators that were assessing the situation. Yeah. They saw like in their minds like a sickly or Where like was everyone else indisposed. Yeah. That's a good question because apparently there were eyewitnesses. I didn't see anything about eyewitnesses. Well, I just don't know how you could have these details unless there was someone See, I there. thought it was kind of vague from when I read it. Okay. Because so, it was like she probably fell in. The struggle to stay afloat was what made me think maybe there was. Right. But that was like from the sheriff's office. It wasn't from like okay. a bystander. So let's just call it speculation. But at the end of the day, she fell in the pond two and was killed by her. two alligators. Yeah. Regardless of the circumstances. Cause of death was probably um, two alligators. So they did apprehend, if that's, I don't know if that's the right Cap- word. Sure. <laughs> Captured two alligators. One was about eight feet. One was about nine feet long. It's long um, enough. They don't know 
if these two that they captured were the correct alligators, but yeah. So one thing, can I add something? Yeah, go for it. One thing that really stands out to me in this story is the fact that this was at a golf course. I don't think you would expect that to happen with the really wild alligators. Like if you're in the Everglades or something and you just fall in water that you immediately have alligators approaching you. But at a place like a golf course, there's a really high probability that these alligators have been fed at some point that people have been interacting with them. And from talking to my friends that have worked with alligators, like we talk about with a lot of wild animals, that's the number one thing that preconditions an animal then to attack is being fed or food conditioned. So that's a guess of mine of what could be a contributing factor in this. I don't want people out there to think if you fall in water in Florida, even in like golf course, you're going to die. That's not the case. But if you've been doing this thing to the animals and then, then you fall in water, then you might be in some trouble. So yeah, just a, that's just some insight. Yeah. But that's also just a guess. It's a good thing to add. Yeah. From what I saw too, I watched like the news video. To me, when it showed the pond, it almost looked like it was this big pond in like the golf community and not actually like on the golf course. Still probably a place where people are feeding alligators. Yeah, it could be. So a lot of times, like my friends that work with problem alligators, these are the kind of places they're removing them from, you know? They're, they're like ponds in communities. They're people's backyard pools. They're those kind of places because those are the places where alligators are becoming habituated and food conditioned, and that's where they're a problem. You don't have to remove alligators from a wild place because they're fine there. Right. But in these places, they are an issue. And, and so, don't forget, they are dinosaurs. They are dinosaurs. You can't Let's forget never that. never forget that. You always talk about how good at baseball they probably are. I think they're probably good at golf. More crocodiles. He did say crocodiles. But oh, you're I, right. That's my bad. They got probably could hit a golf ball pretty far with their tail. Yeah. Yeah. Over like a home run distance, you think? Yeah, no. for sure. All right, Jeff. What's your next story? <laughs> that was my that was my last story. All right. Ooh, I did steal it. I think I have two more. Is that okay? Yeah. All right. Uh, Fire away. Don't ask us. I mean, <laughs> Should I, the do you have any more, Mike? About. No. All right. Well, yeah. I'm just going to do these last two then. Hopefully the listeners are cool with it. Uh, let us know, guys, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> this is a tiger attack. And uh, something that's really sad to me is for our news episode, one of the ways that I collect stories, like one way is from listeners and from like our mom who constantly <laughs> sends yeah, them she's to me. Great at it. And then friends and stuff. But then another way is I'll go into Google and literally just type in a name of an animal and then attack. And then I go to the news tab and like see what recent news there are about attacks from that animal. And unfortunately, there's one animal that there's always some recent news and they're always really tragic and devastating. And that's tigers. There's, tigers. All, there's constantly tiger attacks in India. There's a lot of people there. They are an animal that does sometimes see us as a food source. They're one of the few out there that apparently like, or occasionally will, will hunt humans. And this one's a a sad one, but it also has some pretty crazy details. It's like tigers and mosquitoes are the two animals that hunt humans, (laughs) right? Uh, sure. And you know, there's some others like I, I kind of take some umbrage with like, like I was watching Alone recently, which I love that show, but they always make it seem like predators are such a huge problem. And the guy was like, polar bears are one of the only animals that actively hunt people. And that's not true, A. And I think if you were to say, are there any animals that do actively hunt people? It would just be some of these big cats. Um, B. But, what? You can't just say A. 
Oh yeah, but sorry, I, yeah, did I say it. A earlier? Yeah, and then B. <laughs> Even though they do hunt people, it's not like we are their typical prey. It's not like there's tigers that are born out there like, you know what? I'm going to hunt humans my whole life. They're opportunistic, and sometimes they'll hunt people. Okay. Sorry, that was a long aside, but I just wanted to make that clear. No, it's interesting. So the, these two friends, Afsarul Un Ahmad and Mohammed Anas, were Ooh, two nice friends job. from northern India. Thank you. <laughs> They'd been riding a motorcycle along a highway near Corbett Tiger Reserve. And Corbett Tiger Reserve has one of the highest densities of tigers of any reserve in India. They're wild tigers? They are tigers. Yeah, wild tigers, yes. Uh, they are tigers, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, Bengal tigers. So this attack occurred on July 16th when a large Bengal tiger shot out from the brush and launched itself at the two friends on the motorcycle. They fell to the ground. The motorcycle toppled over. Anas scrambled to the other side of the motorcycle and then watched as the tiger grabbed Ahmad and quickly dragged him into the dark brush of the jungle. Um, Anas managed to escape with minor injuries just from the crash, but Ahmad hasn't been seen since. So authorities got to the scene to look for Ahmad and they found two human hands lying not oh far from the river inside of the forest. Um, it's not yet been confirmed whether the hands belong to Ahmad. I'm guessing they do. Yeah. <laughs> That's my guess. They also uncovered a bloodstained mobile phone, a bag, uh, and some other remains not far from Why the highway. Why tigers like eating hands? Uh, I don't know. That actually, I was wondering that exact same thing. <laughs> I mean, if the if he's like you guys, you probably didn't wash him after peeing. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> you don't want to use <laughs> pee. Can it, I'm glad <laughs> you brought hands. that back up because I've been thinking about it every time I go to the bathroom ever oh, since. And like not thinking about it in the moment, but I'm realizing I wash my hands every time. Oh, good. And I don't know why I said I did <laughs> this it. This is a redemption story. And I think it's because at one point I was like, this is stupid. I'm not getting any pee on my hands why am i washing my hands but i still do it every time good anyway so <laughs> <laughs> they talked to uh the divisional forest office ranger his name was chan draska let's see now you lost me his last name's joshi and he talked about how they're trying to find the tiger and then according to the india times this tiger might be responsible for other attacks that have occurred in the area there was other bike riders that have been attacked so on June 15th, a tiger in that area killed a single bike rider. And then on June 17th, two forest officials were riding a bike and they were attacked by a tiger. So I think it's pretty likely that this is the same tiger and that it's kind of figured out, oh, I can jump on these guys as they're riding by and it's a pretty easy meal. Yeah, and they it's kind of crazy you can ride bikes through like a... A tiger reserve? Yeah. Yeah. I will say I've been in some tiger reserves in India. I... It was one of the few places where I was like, I don't even want to get out and walk around. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a there's a real danger from from tigers. Like yeah. it's yeah. not they're not the same as a lot of other animals in that regard. All right. So my last one is another one that a ton of people sent us. And it was this influencer family. Her name was Brighton Peachy. So she is influencer like, family. Yeah. Like, like she's kind of the main influencer, I think in okay. the family, but then she does a lot of trips with their family and they record their experiences and they do a lot of outdoor stuff. I think they're actually, they're, they're cool. Cool. Yeah. Like they, no, no, they show no how shade. you can take your like family out into the wilderness and like do all these fun camping trips and stuff. But they were out hiking in British Columbia on a pretty popular trail when a black bear started following them and props to her because her video that she posted says bear encounter. And then every single media outlet that, that posted this said family stalked by bear. 
And what happened is her and her family are walking up this trail and you see this bear probably about 100 yards away following them up the trail. And it's not really deterring at all. They're yelling at it. They're walking from it. They have several small children. Their like six-year-old is just kind of like really calm about it. And is like, hey, when do we play dead? It's really pretty chill about it. Very brave. But they're just walking away. And, and at one point, they kind of get a little bit more frantic. The and she bear's picks like up the following kids. them in the video. Right. But like the bear doesn't give a shit. No, they're being really calm. But the bear is also, yeah. So my kind of expert opinion watching this video is that this bear wanted to use that trail at the same time as them. It was trying to move along the trail. It's probably very habituated and used to people because it didn't care at all that they were there. But it also wasn't following them in like a stalking behavior or trying to chase them down or it wasn't predatory. It just happened to be on the trail at the same time as them and it happened to be a very habituated bear. So I think they handled it really well. I think the media hasn't handled this one very well, but they did. And uh, she gave some good advice on her Instagram about what to do if you do see a bear. But my advice in this particular scenario, say you're like on a trail, a bear's coming your direction, you happen to be going the same direction as this bear, and it's not deviating when you start yelling at it or making noise or doing all the things we've said to do. My advice would be get off the trail, get a good distance off the trail, and see what the bear does. If it continues to walk down that trail, all it was trying to do was use the trail. If it also turns at the spot that you turned and starts following you that direction, you've got a problem and you need to start being a lot more aggressive with that bear. This is a black bear. With a grizzly, it's a whole different story. But with a black bear, you start throwing things at it. You start being very loud and aggressive. If you have bear spray, you should get it ready because you're probably going to have to use it. That's my advice. If you got a vacuum cleaner, plug it in. If you watch the video too, there's kind of cliffs on both sides of the bear. Like it's not like a like like complete cliff like but it's like obvious that it's way easier to walk on it's the a path. corridor right yeah. when you're looking at these videos of like an animal stalking someone look at the trail that they're on and be like is this trail just a hundred times easier to walk yeah, on right. than like in the forest well, also look at the behavior of the animal and think does this look like stalking behavior yeah if this animal were stalking something would this work like if, if I were a deer and it were coming after me, would it get me? <laughs> because it's not. It's walking slowly down the trail. If that's stalking behavior, that bear's never going to have a successful hunt, you know? Right. I, it was a good video. It was very compelling. I think they did a great job staying calm. But if you ever do find yourself in that situation, get out of its path and see what it does. All right. That's all I got. Good job, Wes. Yeah, there's wow. lots. Of, there's a lot of news this month. Yeah. A lot. Oh, so. yeah. All right. Well, since it's our news episode, we don't really have a ton of categories, but we do have some listener questions. We do. Let me start with Patreon. Okay. From Christina. What's your favorite animal mimicry? Mimicry. Mimicry or camouflage? For example, I really love the hummingbird moths and a lot of insects that mimic stuff. Some caterpillars look exactly like bird poop. Got any cool examples of this? Yeah, I can I do my first? Yeah. Um, there's a snake. I think it's found in Iran. It's somewhere in the Middle East. There, it was in one of the last like Planet Earth uh, series or one of those series. Um, it's a snake that its tail looks like a spider. Yeah. And it like 
kind of like moves it around just like a spider and then its body is perfectly camouflaged to match the rocks that it, that it's found in so it really just looks like a spider on the rocks and it draws birds in and then it strikes out and kills those birds and it's some of the coolest mimicry I've ever seen. That's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say that one. That I'm going to look sweet. up the snake species name. I don't know if this counts, but I like when octop- octopodes, octopi, mm-hmm. mimic rocks. Yeah, I, I thought of that too. Rock. That's it's called pretty. the spider-tailed horn viper. Yeah, octopus really do look amazing when they well, look like shells or the rocks. The snake one's cool because it's like catching birds right. by like doing that. Yeah, I feel like there's so many cool ones that I'm just not like stick bugs. I guess I love stick bugs. It's pretty like that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think the thing that got me with this snake one is that I saw when when I saw the video of it, I saw the spider, and I didn't see the snake. Usually, yeah. when oh, I yeah. see mimicry, I can pick it out pretty quickly. This one I didn't until the snake moved, and then I was like, "Oh shit! There's a there's a snake right there." Yeah. Do you have a favorite? Uh, that was mine. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I really like gaboon vipers a lot. And mm-hmm. if they like are in a bunch of leaves, sometimes it's yeah. like impossible to see them. But yeah. Cool. And then let's do one more. Hannah. So she says she lives in BC, Canada, mm-hmm. and they get a lot of rattlesnakes in the summer. And she'll like catch them with a PVC pipe and rope and move them away. But her cats don't understand that they're dangerous and like go and like play with the snakes and one of them got bit and it survived but she wants to know is there anything that she can do to deter the snakes uh she weed wax as much as she can but they live in the woods yeah i mean the main thing is it's getting rid of any kind of cover for snakes so if you have like piles of logs or like old stuff outside that the snakes might want to hide in getting rid of that because it also gets rid of cover for rodents and that's what brings snakes in to begin with. So it's getting rid of any kind of cover for snakes or rodents or any kind of attractants for rodents. So like bird feeders, anything else that might bring rodents into your general area is the best way to get rid of them. Uh, I will say also just consider not having your cats outside because they also can be a pretty bad um, kind of thing for the local environment. So yeah, because it's really hard to teach a cat not to mess with the snake. Okay. Um, so this is from Instagram, and it's a question from Rue and Joe. If you could be any animal for a year, but you had to live in the zoo, which would you be? Hmm. Any animal, but you had to live in the z- a zoo for a year? What's like the most well-taken-care-of animal? That's what I'm trying to think of. Probably like like some stupid bug that doesn't care and just would like sit on the wall and not think about anything for a year. But you're in there. You're thinking. Yeah. You're like, oh, am oh. I like I still I retain my human brain? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Mm. That's a little different. That's a lot harder. I think if it's just like you get to have that animal's experience for a year. Like once you're done, you just remember it? Yeah, sure. Then I'm picking like a reptile or something. Something that doesn't need a huge enclosure. Like an alligator. See, I'd still want to pick. I'd pick a tiger, I think. Because they always have a really good enclosure. And then like. It'd just be cool to feel like that powerful and be like that cool of a cat for a year. They probably just bring like mating opportunities right to your uh, front door. Yeah. I think you're all that day. cool of a cat anyways, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they might you might get breeding opportunities, yeah. but I'm I'm still picking like I wanna be like a little dwarf caiman or something. So you know up at the uh Hogel Zoo, they have peacocks that just kinda like yeah. are let 
they let yeah, him stroll yeah. around. Maybe one of those. Yeah. Because okay. <laughs> you're you're just out there hanging around. Okay. This one's from Steph Dog eighteen, and they want to know: Would bear spray stop the ring rays in Fellowship of the Ring? It's a good question. There's that scene where Frodo is hiding from the Black Riders, and it almost seems to be sniffing him out. Would bear spray have had any effect on the Black Riders or other Middle Earth creatures? I, you guys are both looking at me. You're the bear spray I, guy. Okay. And the, yeah. the Silmarillion guy. Yeah, I mean, they're not a big part of the Silmarillion, but they are part of it. And, and like, they're, I mean, they're dead. These yeah. are, like, essentially ghosts that we're talking about. I don't think bear spray would work on them. Right. But he does smell the hobbits under the tree. He does, but... I think it was more he could feel the power of the ring, not so much smell the hobbits. What do you think wraith spray would be? I don't, then? It would be like when they stab him finally, you know, when like... Oh, so just like a sword? <laughs> there's like some kind of blade or something that like a Numenorean blade or I can't remember what it okay. is. But there are things that like can repel the ring race, so like obviously. Essence of Numenor? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But as far as other creatures in Middle Earth, yeah. Like it'd probably work on Bjorn. He's pretty much a bear. Yeah. It's... Um, it would probably work on some of those spiders. Not sh- Probably not Sheila, she but loved. some of the other ones. Would just tank it, yeah. And yeah. actually, I'm going to keep Lord of the Rings theme here okay. and go for one more patron question from right. Allison. And it says, I'm almost through with the Cimmerillion, and I know that there are lots of characters, but if you had to choose, who do you think is the unluckiest character in Tolkien's universe? She oh, says, goodness. it's got to be Turin Tumba, oh, yeah. right? Without a doubt. I don't know what happened to him. Oh, man. You guys got to read The Children of Hurin. So, like, the Silmarillion, uh, just a quick, like, thing. Silmarillion's, like, this broad history of, like, the First and Second Age and then a little bit of the Third Age. And it tells all these kind of, like, little vignettes throughout Wait, it. before you get really into it, can we give our answers, too? Yeah, yeah, go for it. All right. I wanted to say uh, Smeagol's friend. What was his name? Uh, Deagle. Deagle. Yeah. Because Deagle, it's like his birthday, yeah. <laughs> and he finds the ring of power, and then he's just super excited and has like the most powerful thing in the universe, and then his best friend strangles him to death. Uh-huh. That is pretty unlucky. That is, that is yeah. pretty unlucky. I wouldn't like that. Yeah. So anyways, there's all these vignettes. <laughs> yeah. And one of them is about this guy, Hurin, and his kids, and Hurin gets captured by Morgoth. And Morgoth is like the big bad in all of Tolkien. And he pretty much says like, I'm going to screw up your entire family's life. And he does. And one of his kids is Turin. And uh, Turin pretty much ends up marrying his sister without knowing it because a dragon tricks her. And then like (laughs) when they find out, she kills herself. And then he ends up like, killing a guy that had tried to like warn him pretty much. And then it's just this really, and then he crosses paths with his dad without realizing it. It's a, it's a really crazy dark tale and it's like everything wrong that could happen to a person happens to this guy. So yeah, he would definitely be my pick Turin. I'm going with Sauron. He's how is he supposed to know that the good guys were just going to have like a huge ghost army that couldn't lose? <laughs> the whole yeah. ghost army is pretty unfair. And I know that's, pro- I don't think that even it's happens. Not, in the book, that's not so. canon at all. That's yeah. just a Peter Jackson thing. Come on, Pete. I think, too, that the Saruman was pretty unlucky uh, because it's, it's like 
He what? No, go ahead. Bad <laughs> pig. Bad pig. But go ahead. Well, hear me out. All right, I'm hearing you out. So he's got like this huge army, uh-huh. and he's kind of like competing for like overall power. He's a really yeah. powerful wizard, right? Yeah. And then he's a Maiar. He has this like huge army. He's doing really well, and then these <laughs> Pippin tricks the Ents into yeah. seeing that he destroyed the forest, and if Pippin never did that. The Ents wanted to taken out Isengard. Yeah. And like the one time he sent his army away, he's just vulnerable, you know? Yeah, Pippin. but even like in the movies, Gandalf's like, Saruman should have thought of that. He was right by Fingorn <laughs> yeah. Forest. Yeah, yeah they would have found about out. It. Yeah. So he was just like overlooked a really dumb Dude, if weakness. You, if you know Pippin is on the other side of the war effort, you got to be extra <laughs> careful because you know he's got tricks. I thought you were going to pick some orc that gets shot in the butt yeah. or something really <laughs> dumb like that. The one that gets hit in the balls. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> Saruman's pretty unlucky because like, he looks into one of the Palantir. He's actually seeing what is real, but like, yeah. unbeknownst to him, it's Trick. he's not getting the whole story. So Yeah, yeah but a little he should have known better. Shouldn't look into the ball. No. Nope. Whatever <laughs> right. the Palantir. We could go about From it. We could go on the- Casa Fraser, Cage Mac Victor, Donald Duck or Bugs Bunny? Donald Duck or Bugs Bunny? Definitely Bugs Bunny. I feel like Bugs Bunny could get Donald Duck to like beat himself up. Donald Duck's the Disney Duck, right? Lo- what, oh, what's Donald the black Daffy Duck? Daffy Duck, Daffy is Daffy Duck's Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes. And then I picked Daffy Duck, probably. Who's Even, Donald Duck? Donald Duck's the Disney Duck. Like yeah. with the little sailor outfit. Donald, Goofy, and uh, Mickey. Yeah. I'm definitely picking Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny would like trick him into oh, beating yeah. himself yeah. up. He's a sly yeah. Like how he tricks the hunters into like shooting themselves. Yeah. yeah. It's a good trick. Yeah. Duck season. Yeah. Rabbit season. Yeah. Elmer. Duck season. That's Rabbit Daffy season. Duck. Yeah. Maybe he meant pull Daffy one Duck. of those. Yeah. I would pick Daffy in a fight though. Daffy's my favorite of any of those characters. He's Daffy so good. loses every fight. He he but bugs. he picks himself right back up and he keeps, keeps going. going. Like he's like Sooner Rocky, or later, you know? he's going to win. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, everyone, for the questions. Thanks, guys, for doing the news episode. Oh, yeah, and I wanted to say an idea. I think I'm going to do, like, a monthly listener stories thing and set up an email for that. So I'll put that on our Instagram, and then, like, instead of only having listener questions, we can do, like, one episode where we have listener stories. So if you guys have any great stories out there about animals or just about your life, Send them to this email that I'll put on our Instagram. Yeah, and we could even every once in a while just like during after listener questions, we could just put in like one story. Too. Yeah, sure. Yeah, but this isn't us encouraging you to go out and get into no, sticky situations. Yeah. You know, don't like don't roll yourself in honey and go into bear country. Honestly, <laughs> like some of the ones I've liked the best. We recently got an email from a listener who said that they work in British Columbia, that they are an archaeologist, and that they like had some really scary bear encounters where bear spray saved their life. And they like sent us a really nice message saying that like, thank you so much for spreading awareness about bear spray because without bear spray, I wouldn't even be writing this email. We love getting that kind of feedback from people because it really does make us feel like we're not just joking around. We're actually teaching some important lessons. And, and especially for me, it especially hits home when it's someone who like, has a lot of experience outdoors as well 
because those people have a lot to contribute to the conversation. So thanks so much for sending us those. And yeah, I agree, Jeff. I think we should try and pepper some of those in. Every once in a while, you you got a little something up there. Dude, eat the rich (laughs) was a great idea. It was a good idea. (laughs) Well, thanks, guys. We really appreciate it. Uh, Again, as always, if you're interested in more content, check us out on Patreon. Or if you're an Apple podcast listener, you can also subscribe to the Grizz Club on Apple. You'll get those bonus episodes. It's going to cost you about, uh, it's going to cost you less than seeing one, one extra movie a month. Mm, you unless know? you have Movie Pass. Unless you have Movie Pass, if you're the one person that somehow still has Movie Pass, <laughs> Jeff's right. It's not a thing still. Then it'll cost you the They've exact like tried to bring it back amount. a few times. Yeah. But, I don't think yeah. but this is like what you get either on Patreon or Apple subscription, it's like upwards of 40 hours of bonus content. They're yeah. like, we, we put And we add time to it every other week. Every other week we add to it. We put really like hard spent hours of research. It, they're maybe a little more loose and fun in ways, but yeah, like they're, they're yeah, primarily we're, led more by me and Mike. Yeah, you don't have to listen less. to my dumb ass anymore. <laughs> yeah. I can unbiasedly say too that we are the best podcast that's ever existed. Yeah. So <laughs> easily. I think it's well worth $10 a month just for like, you're getting, you're getting history. We're making history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jump on the bandwagon now. Cause yeah. we might not have room for you in a year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Yep. I agree with everything they just got <laughs> said. All right. Thanks guys. Yeah. Uh, and we will see you soon. Love you guys. Love Bye. You. Hey guys, Heather Ashley here, host of the Big Mad True Crime Podcast. If you're looking for a true crime podcast with all of the details and none of the small talk, you have found your people. Each week, we dive deep into a new case and learn everything there is to know, from getting to know the victim and the impact their cases had on those around them, to the investigation into what happened to them and who is or might be responsible, and if the bad guy looks like he might drink whiskey by a dumpster or has the social skills of an ogre, we say it because we were all thinking it anyway. As the name suggests, we get big mad over true crime, and I would love to have you join our incredible community of listeners with big hearts and zero time for small talk. Subscribe to Big Mad True Crime anywhere you listen to podcasts and listen to new episodes every single Monday.